most people start gardening, they usually think of flowers, gardening tools, soil, and probably a garden. All these are necessary, of course. What most people don't think about is the time they will need to give to their plants while they care for them. If you have even a small green space, very low maintenance plants, you have to water them probably every week. You will also have to check on them maybe twice a week. If you find a pest on them, you will have to fight it. You will also have to get some plant food to offer every two months. If this plant food doesn't work well, you might have to find another one. And when you go on holidays, someone will have to take care of your plants. Of course, the more plants you have, the more time you will have to give them. These are just a few of the activities that will take up some of your time. And if you feel ready to commit your time to them, then we can go ahead. Now that you know what tools and materials you need to start gardening, and you have also evaluated your time, then you need to think what a plant needs to grow and stay happy. Plants need soil, which is basically a place to stand. They need water, light, either if they're indoor or outdoor plants, light is equally important. They also need air, which is necessary for the oxygen, but also the air temperature plays a significant role and they finally need food. So, if you keep in mind these five basic needs of the plants when you care for them, you can easily assess their condition. How is the soil they're planted in? If you have a plant in a pot, maybe the time has come for transplanting. Do they have enough or too much water? Do they get enough light? Is it too hot or too cold for them? Finding the answers to these questions will help you a lot with plant care. I don't say that you will learn overnight how to care for all types of plants. But in this course, you will learn a methodology to follow and you will have to practice and practice until you gain experience to diagnose and you have the educated gardener's instinct. If you're a complete beginner in gardening, you would like to avoid disappointments and also you wouldn't want to be wasting your money on plants that you don't know how to care for and they might die. For this reason, I highly recommend to start with plants that are easy to care for. If you start gardening anytime between September and December, you can add some color to your outdoor space with colorful seasonals such as Petunia, Gazania, Antirinum and Vinca. If you start later in the season and it's already January, then go for Vinca and Tagetes or Marigold. You must have seen most of these plants all around Qatar and in most of the Gulf countries. And if you have seen them also pictures of gardens in the Gulf on social media that have those plants, now you know that you're able to get the same as these are the easiest plants for beginners. If you're not so much into flowers and you would like to start with vegetables, then cucumbers and salads are your best bet. I wouldn't recommend starting with tomatoes. The tomato plants might actually grow, but their life cycle is long, more than three to four months. And you won't necessarily get tomatoes out of them if the care isn't right. Cucumbers and salads are a simple, quick and cheap option. And if anything goes wrong, you can replace them again easily within the same season. I know that most people don't think about replacing their plants when they start caring for them, but it is a learning process and it might happen. So in our first year of gardening, we can try to at least minimize the losses. 
Another good option for beginners are the aromatic plants. Apart from basil, that has many varieties and some of them live and some others don't live during the summer, all the other aromatic plants, such as rosemary, thyme, oregano, live all year round. They like the local climate and survive well with little care and little water. If you have an indoor space, some very safe options to start with are zamioculcas, any type of succulent, sansevieria and anthurium. These are all hard to kill plants. And if you need an indoor plant, get one of these and you won't be disappointed. So, when you have bought your tools and gardening materials, and also your plants, it's time to look at your space and think, where should I put my plants? If you have an indoor space, from the needs that we discussed before, you need to pay special attention to the water, the light and the air temperature. To water indoor plants, you will most probably use tap water, and the tap water in the Gulf is of good quality for the plants, as it's desalinated and doesn't contain many salts. You can always go for bottled water, but in my opinion, it is an expensive and time-consuming solution, and it isn't necessarily worth the effort. The second thing to pay attention to is the light. This is a long discussion, and it will take some experience to fully understand light. You need to look at your windows at different hours of the day, and even different seasons, and see where the sun comes from. Are your windows facing east? Are they facing west? south or north. This will determine the amount of light that your plants get, and usually south-facing windows work best all year round. If you have an east-facing window that gets direct sun through it for a couple of hours in the morning, it is also good. However, if your window gets sun after 10 a.m. and close to noontime, it is a good option to place plants in the winter. But after April, your plants might get a sunburn, so you will have to move them away from direct sun. If this is the case for your windows, you can either place the plants right on the window side, where they will get indirect sunlight, or, if you don't have this option, let them get the sun through a curtain or a shade. However, I have seen houses with south-facing windows, where the sun goes through the window nearly all day in the winter, because the sun is usually lower in the winter, so it goes through. But when the summer comes, because the sun is more vertical, the sun rays don't go through the window. So it remains a great location for the plants. You won't get sunburns. The other thing you need to look at in regards to light is the obstructions you might have outside your windows. If you live in an area with high buildings close to each other, then maybe your windows don't bring in enough light. It is also very common in the Gulf for the traditional or older buildings to have small windows to prevent the extreme heat from coming in. In these cases, you can get plants that have low light needs or use specialized artificial lights, like the ones sold from Amazon internationally or Desert Card or any other local website. So, according to the conclusion of the light evaluation in your space, if your house is bright or not, you can decide where to place the plants you bought or what plants to buy next. Last thing to check in an indoor space is the AC current. Like humans, most plants don't like being placed under an AC current and they will show signs of discomfort if you put them there. 
If you look at this Monstera, it got this yellow leaf when I started using the AC, as she was right under the draft. And it took me a couple of days to realize that this was what had disturbed her, since I hadn't changed any other, anything else in her routine. Here is a list of plants classified according to their light requirements. Some plants survive at very low light conditions, like Zamia and Sansevieria, while other plants need brighter indirect light, like Anthurium and Spathiphyllum. The direct light plants are the ones that will survive getting direct sun on them, even in the gulf conditions, like Aloe Vera, Succulents and Sansevieria. All of these, Aloe Vera, Sansevieria and Succulents, might get a little sunburn from the hot summer sun that might not look so pretty, but they will cope. You might notice that Sansevieria belongs to both low and direct light plants, and it's not a mistake. It is a very strong plant and doesn't really mind how much light you offer to it. When it comes to outdoor spaces, if you're in a balcony, of course the light plays a role, but also the wind and the access to water. There are plants like tomatoes or gardenias that don't like being exposed to the wind. So if you have a very windy balcony, you should select your plants carefully and place their strong plants, like Sansevieria, Agave, Aloe Vera, Wedelia, Mint. If you're in a garden, apart from light, wind and water, the other thing you should look at is the soil. The soil in this part of the world is not of the best quality. Since we're in the desert, it can be very sandy or rocky or clay and usually not a great mix of these types and doesn't contain much organic matter which improves its structure. These two pictures were taken at the same field. One part has really good soil, easy to cultivate and great for the plants. The other part of the same field is super rocky and it had to be drilled in order, in order to plant some date palm trees there and not much else. For most of the gardens in the Gulf, when they are first made, a landscaping company would bring new soil and do the basic soil preparation. Still, if you are a beginner, it is recommended to do a basic soil test and consult a specialist before you spend a lot of money on plants for your garden. Another option, if the soil in your garden is of bad quality, is to make some raised beds or planting containers. After you have assessed your space and your time, of course, and you have chosen some plants that you like and suit your space, comes the time for maintenance. The first rule I always mention when you have some plants is to watch them closely on a regular basis. That is maximum every three days. Don't just pass by them and give them a quick look. Go close to them and check under the leaves, the stems and the trunk. This way, you have more chances to catch an insect or a disease at its start, and it will be easier to fight it. The second most important rule for beginner gardeners is to water wisely. Most of the problems of the houseplants are caused usually by overwatering. New plant parents pay too much attention to their plants, and they think that they, can, that they need constantly water. But as we will discuss in section three, watering too little is a problem, but also watering too much is also a problem. Here is a list of the indoor plants classified according to their needs for water. You will find this list also in your notes. 
When I say low water needs, I mean plants that might need watering every 10 or even 15 days. Basically, you will have to wait until at least half of the pot is dry before you water again. How will you know if the half of the pot is dry? One way is by lifting it, if it's a small pot. But the safest way is by sticking your finger in it. In the end, if you are not sure, most of these plants will do better if you let the soil dry more than if you keep it wet all the time. Medium water needs plants can be watered a bit more frequently, maybe every seven to 10 days. And this happens if you let the top eight centimeter of the soil dry before you water again. Don't think, oh, it's been a week since I last watered my plant, I need to water it again. No, you should check the soil and then maybe decide if that you will have to give water a little later. The last category is plants that they like their soil to be constantly moist, like the ferns, phytonia or carnivorous plants. This doesn't mean that the roots should be drowning, just that their soil shouldn't be left to dry out. There should be some humidity in the pot. Following the two important rules, here are some basic maintenance steps. The first one is to read about your plant's needs. Do a quick read about any plant that you buy to, to find out if it likes lots of light, if it tolerates low humidity in the air, what type of soil is better for it, and then you can provide the most suitable conditions for it. Then, providing the suitable conditions, it means that if you look at the list of plants that are included in the notes, you can see that, for example, ferns like high humidity and low light, or that Zamia likes little water and also low light. And when you care for these plants, you can place them in a spot in the room that doesn't get direct light and offer little water to your Zamia, while you should be misting frequently the leaves of your fern. The third step is to water when top 6 to 10 centimeters of the soil is dry. As we said, some plants need half of the pot dry, some plants need more humidity. Another crucial step is to give a balanced fertilizer or compost every 6 to 8 weeks. We will refer more to fertilization, spraying with neem oil and repotting in the coming lessons. But as a basic tip here, I mentioned this because offering food to our plants is an essential part of their care and they will show signs of hunger if we don't feed them well. If your plants are in pots, avoid to repot them when the plant looks happy. Do it only when the pot seems full of roots or when it dries out too quickly and we will talk about it more in section 5. Then of course, as we said, look at your plants closely. As a precaution, spray with neem oil, especially for the outdoor plants and we will discuss about it more again in the lesson about the insects and don't bother your plants. If your plant seems to be happy and doing well where it is, let it be. Provide the regular care which is water, food and checkups and admire it as it is. There is probably no need to report it or move it or change anything in its routine.